0: Yes, more Al Gore. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here. It's the Brian Sussman Show. This is episode number 171. It'll be part 18 of our Skyjack series. We were talking about Al Gore, truly a high priest in the global warming cult. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about him today. One of the things I just find so amazing is there are all of these people like Al who have made outrageous statements over the years. And no one in their tribe calls them out for it. No one in the cult calls them out. Al Gore continues to pop off and scare people and say all sorts of wild things. And I don't hear any scientists ever saying, Mr. Vice President, I'm sorry, but that's just not true. Nobody does that. Except for, you know, people like me, and then I'm belittled for it. So we're going to go down that road again today uh, with all due respect to the former vice president and the former senator and uh, a man who is now worth hundreds of millions of dollars. It's interesting how politics can often work that way. But (laughs) this is our series, Skyjacked. And it's, of course, all a big run-up to Earth Day. That's right. Earth Day, just around the corner, April 22nd and in past podcasts we have talked about that. So now let's continue and I want to go to Al Gore and his movie An Inconvenient Truth. Al Gore his all of his books, all of his films, all of his presentations have been masterful in terms of the way they're produced. Lots of money, lots of editing, lots of marketing, and whatever he does turns into solid gold. That's one of the ways he's been able to make absolutely so much money through these various presentations. But we were talking about an inconvenient truth and him talking about if, if this were to go, sea levels would worldwide rise up to 20 feet. And when he was talking about to go, he was talking about Western Antarctica completely melting. That, that's not going to happen. It hasn't happened, but nonetheless, it makes for a good story. And what do I mean by that? Well, okay, let's go to the 2004 apocalyptic sci-fi film, The Day After Tomorrow. This is this is taken right from Al Gore's stuff. This thing raked in about six hundred million dollars at the box office. Massive success. So the movie opens with this guy named Jack Hall, he's he's sort of an Al Gore type character, but he's a NASA scientist in this case. And he's drilling ice core samples up in Antarctica. And while he's working, the ice shelf cracks and snaps off from the rest of the continent and somehow he survives and immediately takes advantage of the crisis. He scurries off to New Delhi where there's a global warming conference taking place, gives his first hand account of impending doom Anthropogenic greenhouse gases have ruined the atmosphere. Everything's melting and people are listening to them. We have to do something about it now. Conference ends. Suddenly weather buoys in the Atlantic Ocean reveal the melting polar ice. The Gulf Stream has shut down. The North Atlantic currents have shut down. Impossible, but they have An enormous wave surges towards Manhattan, submerges the streets, 30 feet of water. A hurricane of snow slams New York City, buries the Statue of Liberty. Very, very dramatic. The Statue of Liberty looks like a woolly mammoth trapped in a giant snowdrift. Ice Age has come into play, and it's all because of humans' lust for fossil fuels. And then sounding like Al Gore, Jack Hall says... If the ocean currents were shut off and the heat transfer stopped, we're going to head into another ice age, and it looks like they have. Uh, It's interesting because this is something Al Gore talks about a lot, the new ice age, the shutting off of these massive Gulf Stream currents, North Atlantic currents. You, You know, our oceans, if I could just focus on this today, if nothing else, because I I want you to be up on all this stuff. Our oceans will never be shut off because the creator of the universe has placed salt in their waters. Two-thirds of the world's surface covered by oceans, there's a reason for that. The oceans absorb any excess carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Volcanoes have injected more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere uh, in short periods of time than humans ever could. And what happens? And we've always had volcanoes. Well, the oceans are able to absorb that. The oceans also have salt. Two of the most important characteristics of ocean water are its temperature and salinity. And together, they help govern the density of seawater. Which is the major factor controlling the ocean's circulation, both horizontally and vertically. You know, the oceans can be very, very deep, but there's always a mixing going on. So you have this continual, unstoppable circulation of the water occurring below the ocean's surface. It's thermohaline circulation, THC, thermohaline circulation. So you have vertical mixing, and then horizontal mixing with these currents. The oceans are immense, as I just mentioned. 71% of the planet covered by water. Deeper than anyone can imagine. You know, the undersea world is is a different world altogether. Uh, There are some people who really get irked by the fact that the Bible says, in heaven, there will be no sea. There's There's no longer a need for the ocean. This planet needs an ocean. We have, the ocean is our lifeline to stability, climatic stability. We have to have the ocean. We won't need the ocean in heaven. You listen, there's no human life can survive underwater without assistance for more than what, two minutes? That's, that's not our world. And what a world it is. It's a different world. Okay, let me give you a little example here. Besides all of the the crazy and wonderful and beautiful creatures underneath the sea, many that have never even been discovered, the average height of the land on Earth is 2,755 feet. That's the average height of land, the average elevation, if you will. The average depth of the world's ocean 12,450 feet. The mountains and the canyons beneath the sea are just incredible. But thanks to the THC, the thermohyline circulation, that deep pool of immense water is never, ever stagnant. You know, as, as opposed to like a lake or something like that. Layered with the densest water on the bottom and the least dense on top, ocean water tends to move horizontally along lines of equal density. Are you, stick, are you staying with me here? Please do. It's, I, I'm trying to make this real simple because I'm a pretty simple guy. Vertical circulation is... Pri- I hope you don't hear that in the background. Somebody's drilling. Vertical circulation is primarily limited to the edges of landmass. That's vertical circulation, up and down. The general patterns of ocean circulation, though, are akin to massive superhighways of saltwater, steered by the Earth's constant 24-hour rotation. The reliable change of seasons due to our planet's tilted axis in reference to its annual trip around the sun, and the predictable variation in tides caused by the gravitational pull of the moon keep everything together. Bottom line is... Ocean circulation will never, ever, ever shut off. These movies and these statements made by some of these kooks are just insane. It's delusional. In the case of the Gulf Stream and the Atlantic currents, which were highlighted in that movie, and Al Gore's talked about them as well, warm, salty water from tropical latitudes is transported northward, where the naturally colder weather extracts heat from the surface water, thereby allowing it to cool, increase in density, and then sink. That water then flows back towards the equator. It's incredible. Oh, it's got to be billions of years of evolution. (laughs) No, no, I think it's a creator who's beyond billions of years old So, similar mechanisms take place all over the globe, wherever there's these ocean, oceanic bodies of water, assuring us that the Statue of Liberty is not going to suddenly be in an avalanche of snow. Now, listen, occasionally there are perturbations in the various currents, because that happens, and they create brief alterations that impact weather patterns, but... Nothing like Gore insinuates one set, set shift to something I talked about in a couple of podcasts. a couple of podcasts ago, El Nino, the El Nino current. Uh, it It occurs uh, oftentimes it brings with it in at least the eastern Pacific the um, the atmospheric rivers. At any given time, as I mentioned in a past podcast, there are four or five atmospheric rivers taking place on the planet anywhere, anytime uh, they, they come, they, they transport. Moisture from the tropics into the higher latitudes, both in the northern hemisphere and southern hemisphere. It's always happening, four or five at any given time. The west coast of the United States gets most of its rain from these, these atmospheric rivers. We need them. If they ever shut off, we're in trouble. They won't shut off. They won't shut off because it's all connected to ocean circulations. It's incredible. We have the El Nino and then the La Nina. So El Nino, flooding on the West Coast. La Nina um, can cause for delays in the farming season in the Northern Plains or create conditions that can whip up a 100-year flood in the Missouri and Mississippi Valleys. This just, it's called weather. It just happens. And then there's something else called the Pacific Decadal Oscillation, that can raise temperature in the Arctic, melting summer sea ice, and that's happened before as well. In my book *Climategate*, I had a photograph taken in the 1950s of a submarine at the North Pole in water that didn't have any ice. So I can continue getting nerdy if you'd like, but you know this is the run-up to Earth Day, so I think we kind of need to go here. And by the way, Sussman.com is my website, my Facebook page, Brian Sussman Show. Please make sure you go there and like it. For daily doses of inspiration, I always say go to my Instagram page, also at Brian Sussman Show. Okay, global warming advocates cherish cherry-picking dramatic quotes from the documents procured by the United Nations International Panel on Climate Change. Hundreds of scientists contribute to these reports. Some of the scientists are activists. Others are skeptical about anthropogenic global climate change. Uh, They don't speak out all that much, but occasionally they do. However, even though the IPCC editors are pushing the green agenda, and they are, remember it's Publisher perish. there are some facts buried within their papers that defy Al Gore's scare tactics. Ever since the end of the last ice age, global sea levels have been gradually increasing. Did you hear me? Ever since the end of the last ice age, some 10,000 years ago, global sea level has been gradually increasing. Melting ice and snow from that bitterly cold event continually trickling into our great oceans and seas. According to the IPCC over the past 20,000 years, so okay, last ice age 20,000 years ago, uh, sea level has increased 400 feet. Yeah, it's gone up. It's gone up 400 feet. Well, that may sound like a lot. Let's break it down further. Over the past century, the current average sea level raised a mere 1.8 millimeters. Again, I talked about this a couple podcasts ago. Take your thumb and forefinger as close together as possible without touching. That's the amount of sea level rise each year. In fact, the planet has been gradually losing glacial, glacial ice since the peak of the last major ice age. So Gore's implications that if West Antarctica were to melt, sea level will increase 20 feet, appears to be, have been cherry-picked, cherry by the way, out of context, from a 2007 IPCC report, which, as part of an obvious set of improbable probable hypothetical scenarios, states this, quote, the collapse of the West Antarctica ice sheet would trigger another 5 to 6 meters, that's 16 to 19 feet, of sea level rise. That would take many hundreds of years to complete. So, Al, it would take many hundreds of years. It's not going to happen overnight. By the way, the IPC section, which alludes to West Antarctica and Greenland melting, these are scenarios, is entitled, How Likely Are Major or Abrupt Climate Changes, Such as the Loss of Ice Sheets of Changes in the Global Oceanic Circulation, Possible? How likely? How likely? How likely are they possible? And the section begins with this disclaimer. Abrupt climate changes, such as the collapse of the West Antarctic Ice Sheet, the rapid loss of the Greenland Ice Sheet, or large-scale changes of ocean circulation systems are not considered likely to occur in the 21st century. (laughs) you got to read the fine print. Oh, and one more inconvenient fact, if I may. At the time of Gore's film being produced, the IPCC stated, all studies for the 21st century project, uh, all studies for the 21st century project that Antarctica and its ice changes will contribute negatively to sea level. That means despite the dramatic clips of glaciers melting and crashing into the sea and the Statue of Liberty being buried in snow, there is, please stay with me here, this is super important, there is more snow and ice accumulating on Antarctica than is melting. So there's, this is, the whole idea is there's a negative reaction going on. If there is any melting, and there is, it's being overcome by more snow piling on. And then There's one more thing I just have to get to, and I'm sorry I'm being so nerdy here. This report from the IPCC also says, for the last two decades, Antarctica as a whole, are you ready for this? Dun, dun, dun. Has not warmed. And again, the report also says, accelerated sea level rise, caused by rapid dynamic response of the ice sheets to climate change is very unlikely during the 21st century. <laughs> the truth hurts these people, but it really doesn't because the only people speaking out on this stuff are guys like me and some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. What a world of delusion we live in, my friends, on so many levels. It's just not the climate. But you look at all of these social changes, sexuality um, delusions, uh, it's just, I think, the fact that we have an entire generation that has gone to school and has been taught what to think, not how to think, that is the problem. So it's up to us, friends, to try set the record straight. God bless this country, who, and this world, man. In the meantime, God bless you, my friends. I really appreciate you listening. com, Facebook, Brian Sussman Show. Please like, please follow. And for daily doses of inspiration, boom, it's at Brian Sussman Show on Facebook. We will continue with our Skyjacked series. I appreciate you listening. Earth Day just around the corner. Woohoo! <laughs> Until next time.